So in the middle of this panic we're experiencing and this hopeless doom of the future, here's why I believe the social isolation will soon be over within a few weeks and why we're going to move on to incredible prosperity. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing and our investments for your entertainment purposes. This is the podcast for Saturday, March 28th, 2020. And the reason for this podcast so soon after the last is because of what's happening with this uh, coronavirus. And I think the implications to business, your investing, and also our lives in general. Um, the, the reasons that I'm, this, again, this is my belief, and certainly we want to uh, listen. We have to listen to all the warnings of the government and make sure we socially distance and stay home until further notice. But here's why I think those Notices will be lifted shortly. I believe the most important issue with regard to coronavirus right now isn't a vaccine, isn't the treatments, although more promising treatments are coming out. I believe it has to do with testing. Let me tell you how I think testing would make a difference. Home testing, they just announced a five-minute test yesterday, but you still have to go somewhere to get it. Apparently, we're within a week away of having home tests. Now, if you could test yourself, or we could easily be evaluated for two things. If you already had the virus and have recovered and have the antibodies, which by most uh, people believe certain types of antibodies will stop it from happening again to you. If you could test for that, if you could also test for um, whether you currently have it or not, and socially isolate, of course, if you do, that would cause an opening of of a number of businesses. Obviously, we're going to be doing business differently. But let's assume this test that you're taking now allows you to have a record on your phone that you took the test and it's verified, verifiable by the test that you took so that wherever you go, you can simply show your phone and and show the test results on that day. It may need to be done daily or weekly, depending on what science tells us. That would immediately be your pass to be out in public, whether it be working, going to sporting events, going to restaurants. And there could be even, uh, as in South Korea, people at the doors of these places that would take your temperature. And basically, like if you were going into a casino or a a bar and you had to be, uh, you know, verified as to your age where you pull out your ID, you simply would pull out this ID. Is that close? I don't know. I don't know. I think the testing is close, but the verifiability of that testing is extremely important. So I believe it's the testing. We're getting very close. And I think in the United States, you're going to see a gradual rollout, uh, a reduction based on testing and 
the ability of people to self-isolate if they do have uh, certain scores or certain types of results from that testing. So let's, let's see, but that to me is an important one, the testing aspect of it. Now let's talk about the second part to my podcast today, which is what business are going to be exploding? What businesses are going to be exploding and need to be created as we move forward in this uh, post-corona uh, time? The first are cleaning companies. If you're able to establish a cleaning company with variability of um, viability, sorry, and, and verification of your techniques, that you can actually go in and, you know, clean a house, de-corona de a house, if you will, or a workplace, or a hotel room, or an apartment, you're going to have a significant amount of business. And I think this type of cleaning is going to be a standard regardless of corona or the flu or any other type of ailment. So cleaning companies where it's verifiable, and obviously there'll be a technology piece to this. Now, I've employed cleaners in business and in, in commercial properties and so on, and, it, and it's not necessarily a high-tech business, but it needs to be. So verifiability of what you did when you went and cleaned that building, what you did, what products did you use, are they environmentally friendly, what's their rate of killing viruses, and so on. So uh, I would call them next-generation cleaning companies. The second, which we're seeing right now, are home delivery. I mean, people want, are getting into a house. We're changing behavior. So from my background in behavioral health, you have to understand we're doing something very quickly. The virus did something immediately that takes years to change. And I'm reminded of the study done, and I, I'm, I think it was John Hopkins, but I'm not sure, of how difficult it was to institute hand washing in a hospital for healthcare professionals, doctors and nurses. It took years, apparently, to make it a habit. The coronavirus has suddenly made it a habit or a requirement. And usually we talk about two weeks or more to create a habit, but this is probably going to be more than a month, a month at least. How the coronavirus has asked us to start home deliveries as being common. So I hear of companies, My, uh, I heard of a company out in the East Coast who was a bake shop who had an online ordering system and every day they had to shut it down because they were overwhelmed with orders. You drive into their parking lot, you text when you're there, You've already uh, prepaid, you pop your trunk, someone comes out, puts the food in your trunk, closes it, taps on your car, and you're gone. You don't have any interaction with anyone. So home delivery or that type of convenience of delivery of the service, not to your home but to your car, extremely important. And are, are gonna, it's just going to expand. Now, home delivery can include technology delivery of services. So we're hearing that some provinces in Canada have allowed and approved government payment for telemedicine for physicians. So physicians are able to treat their clients, and this is no surprise because something like 90% of office visits of a doctor can be done via telemedicine. The physician can then automatically order prescriptions or renewals or whatever they're doing that way or other treatments. So the uh, home delivery is not just of actual products or goods and services, but also, sorry, goods, but also services. Now, personal care is going to be even more important because as people want to avoid hospitals, they want to stay away from those places where they know very sick people are going and always have gone, it's important that there's an option for personal care, whether that be through telemedicine or someone coming into the home. That could even be home care or home health management, as I call it. So if someone has a diagnosed condition, 
what are they going to do to be able to continually monitor that? And there are a number of companies who started this long before coronavirus. And you know I've invested in some like Relic Health is one that provides home electronic monitoring of people so they can be released from hospitals early. And there's, there's going to be more and more of that happening as we realize the benefit of treating people within their homes. Another one that we see is video companies who will do high quality videos of different businesses who want to then use that to sell the product. And one of them that comes to mind is real estate. So rather than do walkthroughs and showings and open houses, you're going to be see you're going to be seeing high quality video productions where people are going to be able to you're going to be able to log on. It'll be interactive. You can go look at the kitchen, open the cupboards, you know, check out the furnace, check out the roof. Almost as if you're doing a home inspection, if you will, once you put in an offer without actually going and doing it. Obviously, you're going to have to have a home inspector go in, and that will be another service where a home inspector will go in and do that as they do now, but perhaps there will be a higher level of technology to that. So video recording so that people can see in, in, in a high-quality way what they're purchasing or buying or looking at that they normally um wouldn't look at that way. The final one I'm going to talk about, which is, you know, you can disagree with all of these, but these are what I think is going to happen is one thing we've realized as we've been socially isolated in our homes or quarantined even, is if we're able to, how can we create an indoor and outdoor oasis within our living environment? So if you're a home builder, if you have construction skills, if you're a landscaper, creating a product that I would call the home oasis, where a place of, of, of calm, you know, and this, you know, if you're, if you're doing fish ponds, if, you, if there's a way to do internal types of, of relaxation sort of environments, you know, and I, I talk about the wildflower bee farm, I really think urban beekeeping is going to come back and urban gardening as we had the victory gardens apparently after the war where people actually did their own gardens and were able to produce their own food in their own homes. You're going to be seeing more of this. Um, I have an urban cultivator out of Vancouver where I can plant seeds in my kitchen and have um, microgreens within six days. So I've been planting and we can have salads and adds to everything. So, so there's, there's going to be a home, an outdoor oasis if you have a home where you can do this. And there'll be other versions for apartment dwellers. So even though you may be renting an apartment or a house, you can bring in some things to make your home more of an oasis or a relaxation spa, if you will. For the delivery service, and I talk about restaurants, I've talked about, you know, even bake shops. If you had, you know, fresh daily as a motto, and and people could then, you know, respect the social distancing and the need to isolate, but still have access to high-quality food and to have access to high-quality uh, baked goods. Because, because we do value, the other thing that, that comes from this social isolation is you value the basic needs and necessities. You, ba- you value food, the type of food you're eating. Um, I myself can tell you that, that I shop now, you know, every two weeks instead of whenever I need to. And it's really good because I look at what's in the fridge and then I cook. So I, I try to, you know, empty the fridge before I need to go anywhere. And that's, that's the best thing. I mean, you don't need to, the amount of waste we do in food is incredible. So this has been a real cooking learning experience for myself, too. And that's another opportunity for people to have, you know, two week meal planning going on. What is a healthy way to eat for two weeks? Go shopping once or twice a month 
and still meet the requirements to having healthy food on top of that some deliveries from and, and that's going to if we talk about delivery service let's talk about farming home delivery services of farmed uh, fresh fruits and vegetables are going to take off because people are going to want to spend their time and that's the other piece to this we're getting an appreciation for the value uh, the value of our time what we do with our time and and once we sort of adjust to this need to self-isolate and quarantine and so, in many cases work from home we're gonna we're gonna really appreciate some things that we didn't appreciate before and hopefully that will continue over the long term so to summarize I believe the key and, and I think as investors and and those of us involved in uh, in looking at our future financially because we don't have pensions is that we need to look at the testing data. So how accurate, how many people are being tested? Um, how soon will we have home tests? You know, I can do an ECG, a medically grade ECG anytime I want from my home. It takes 30 seconds. I can do thanks to the, and that's uh, uh, cardio. It's a, it's a, uh, oh, it's not called cardio, sorry. I call it e- the ECG machine. It's a very small device. If you have interest, you can email me and I can send you. I think it's like $99 now from out of America. You just put it against your cell phone, touch your fingers to it, and it measures a, gives you a medical grade ECG. I also have something called the iHeart Age, which measures um, aortic pulse wave velocity, but also measures blood oxygen. And one of the things that, I just got an email from Dr. Goodman, who's a genius who developed this uh, technology. If you put on the little iHeart on your finger, it doesn't hurt, it's just a little clip, and it measures your heart rate and all the blood oxygen and the aortic pulse wave. If you get up from seated and you walk around your kitchen and you look at your um, blood oxygen levels, according to Dr. Goodman, if if the number drops significantly below 95%, then he's indicated that while this is not a medical diagnosis, it's a it's a suggestion that you seek further assistance for your for because your your lung capacity may be compromised, according to Dr. Goodman. And this is a very simple way, a roundabout way, to say, hey, maybe the cough that you have is more than that. And then you can seek out assistance through telemedicine before you have to leave the house. I think that's an incredible opportunity for other uh, technologies to integrate to help healthcare professionals have solutions and information before they even see us if they even need to. So we can really titrate or cut down the amount of visits that are unnecessary to hospitals and keep our healthcare workers safe and sound and also keep us from contaminating others by staying within our homes. So testing for me in home healthcare, home monitoring systems, extremely important. I think that as soon as the testing becomes more uh, common and we're more able to access it, I think you're going to see a gradual reduction of the the need and I and I was in the I can tell you I was in the grocery store yesterday, my two week uh, shopping trip. And it was, you know, I was, I was a little scared when I got there. It was a little, you know, imposing. But when I walked, and I can tell you, it was at Sobeys in Blanca, Montero. I walked in. There was a gentleman standing there who, who said to me, I just cleaned off this um, cart for you. I disinfected the whole cart. You're welcome to use it. And, and so I, before I even walked into the store, I had a cart, because I was looking for the stuff to wipe it off and, you know, probably not do a very good job of it. But the, the store understood that, it immediately through the door it relieved my psychological tension about the cart. And then as I moved through the store, there were there weren't a lot of people. I was able to, and everyone kept their distance. And when I got to the checkout, 
there was the tape. They hadn't had the plexiglass yet up for the uh, for the person checking me out. And obviously, we need to really thank the people that we run into in the stores, the the, the workers who who allow us to keep buying food. And it was a very very important opportunity to see how a business, in this case, Sobeys in Blenheim, Ontario, has has made some simple changes to alleviate my psychological concern about the anxiety about being out in public. So there, there's a lot of innovation. Innovative companies will, will thrive. New ones will start up. Others will close, unfortunately, because they will not be innovative. They won't. And I, I worry about using the word advantage, but this is really what I'm talking about. There are, it's not an advantage of people. It's not like you're going to be selling masks for thousands of dollars. It's about looking at the current situation and asking yourself, what do people need and want right now? And how can I create that? How can I create something that will meet the needs of people consistent with my own skills and my own business objectives? That's, it's not sitting back and creating something that you think people will need. It's listening to the people. And, and you're experiencing it. The, the easy part of this is you know what they need because you're isolated as well. And you're probably in your home or, or isolated if you're working, if you're a healthcare provider, if you're a first responder, thank you. But, um, and if you're working in another essential business, thank you. But for many people, this is an opportunity to really see what you need. And, and also see if other people are feeling the same way and then create a solution around what you can do. Difficult, but from a business standpoint, exciting times. The goal is to innovate and thrive and thrive even greater when we move out of this current situation. I'm Henry Speck for Shrink Money Advice. Thanks for listening. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 